Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Welcome back, everyone, to Podcasting Smarter and our November live event, Podcast Email Marketing, How to Promote Your Podcast Through Newsletters, with our Director of Communications, Shannon Martin, as we discuss the how to build an email newsletter strategy for your podcast, why it's important, and best practices. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Podcasting Smarter has live stream sessions like this one with top podcasters and experts, and we also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast. Podcasting Smarter is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 600,000 podcasts. To start your podcast, head over to podbean.com today. And now we'll get started. Hi, Shannon. How's it going? Hi. Great. Great. We're so excited to have you here today. So we're going to talk about email newsletters and how to promote your podcast through your email newsletter because it's such an important tool for podcasters out there. Um, So just jumping in, you know, let's just jump in about why email newsletters are important for podcast promotion. Yeah, it's funny because I, I've been doing email newsletters in my career for for a long time. So, and I remember having a conversation once with a a, a boss who said, "Oh, I don't know, our our, our email newsletter is going to sort of die out." And I think that they haven't. They're stronger than ever, and the reason is because on social media and the other ways that we connect with people and through podcast apps and all of that, you know, it's not you don't have the ownership kind of of that that list or that community per se. If it's you know, say your Facebook group or something, you know, Facebook shuts down, makes changes, that kind of thing, you can lose those connections. So an email newsletter, uh, two things, number one, you know, you own the list, uh, the community, people opt in, you know, to be part of it. And number two, the thing is, we don't think about sometimes we think, oh, you get a lot of emails, people don't always see them or open them. But the reality is, it's really the form of communication that people are always going to if everything works properly, get, they're going to yeah. always see it's in their inbox. So in, you know, if yeah. you post something on Facebook, there's algorithms, people may never see it. It, it hits yeah. their inbox. So yes, they may not read it or whatever. I mean, we, you know, what happens from there is, is different, but it's in the inbox. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a and very, you know, you get in front of their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So the awareness is there and then hopefully, and we'll talk more about reading and all of that. So it's a very important way to c- keep those connections with listeners and build more of a connection and community. Yeah, absolutely. And especially with social media, algorithms can change. They can shift. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sometimes with some platforms, if you monetize on certain social media platforms and then you stop doing that, they'll hide your content. There's lots mm-hmm. of different stuff that, that, you know, we've, we've heard people say in terms of promoting their podcast. So when you send out an email, it goes directly to the person and it's personal. So definitely such an important aspect. And what are just before we jump into what makes a great email newsletter, what are the benefits of, a, of an email newsletter for your podcast? 
Yeah, I think just the nature of it that we talked about getting, you know, making sure you get to people. So if something happens, say with your Facebook community or your podcast is something is broken where it's not going out on, let's say Apple Podcasts, and you know, a lot of people listen there and there's some kind of problem or they're down or, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. here's a way that you can communicate, hey, here's my website where you can listen in the meantime and that kind of thing. You know, otherwise you don't have that method of communicating. So that's a, it's a huge benefit just to have mm-hmm. that, you know, communication. It also allows you to expand upon that relationship and do different things with content. Uh, so, you know, get, being in front of people and being able to reach them and keep, you know, different relationships, but then also expanding upon that. And I know we'll talk about different ways you can use it. So that's a, that's Absolutely. a big thing as well. Absolutely. So now I want to jump into what makes a great email newsletter because you've been you've been writing email newsletters for a long time about a plethora of different pot subjects, including podcasts. So I definitely want to speak with you about that um, and kind of get into what that formula is to make a great email newsletter. So let's get into it. Sure, sure. Well, uh, the first thing that people see is the subject line. (laughs) So that's, that's important. And there's a whole science to that. Uh, I'll recommend one resource, which is, uh, I think, I believe it's co-schedule, but just look up subject line analyzer. And uh, there are some different ones. The one I mainly end up using is co-schedule and it'll tell you things like, Oh, you know, that's a bit long. The science says that it should be this length. Uh, Obviously, titles get, you know, subject lines get truncated at a certain point, but still there's science that says it should even be shorter. Should you have an emoji? Are you using words that are uh, spam words or words that tend to have a better open rate? Those kind of things. So it can help you analyze. You, of course, have to know your audience a little bit and what you're trying to communicate, uh, but they can, it can help you hone it quite a bit. I I use it, you know, uh, when I'm doing that, even if I feel like I know the perfect subject line, I always use it and it gives me some little tweaks. Um, so that's the number one thing. Uh, obviously, the content, what that content is going to be, uh, depending on what the use of your newsletter is, uh, how you communicate things, uh, things there with it uh, is is going to you know be important. How do you get people interested in clicking and reading yeah. through and all of that? So that's a there's a the science of copywriting kind of you know comes in, and that's something you play with over time, and you want it to be your personality with your podcast because podcasting is so intimate. You know, you mm. you you really want to have that voice shine through in the newsletter in this case. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about this all the time at Podbean, how you know people listen to podcasts on the same device that you talk to your kids, that you talk to your parents. So it's something where you know podcasts are intimate. And so people already feel like they know you when they subscribe to your podcast and they listen to your podcast. And especially when they you know subscribe to your email newsletter for your podcast, they want to hear more from you because they feel like, hey, I know this person. I like their content. I'm 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 loving, you know, what they're what they're doing. So I think that's really important. And then also in terms of in terms of adding value, I think that's also a really important aspect, right? Which which we'll dive into a little bit um a little bit later, but um I want to ask first about having a header within your email and kind of the format of it as well. Mhm. Yeah, it depends what format, what kind of email newsletter you're using. Um, There's different kind of graphic ways that you can do it and stuff. But I would say the most important thing and what a header does and what a lot of other things in the elements do is that you reading online, whether it's an email or, you know, blog post or whatever, you need to think about scannability 
So think about people. So something attractive at the top and kind of, you know, being really clear in the subject line and then the header, you know, what's being covered, you know, why people should read on and then breaking things up with headers. Uh, same thing for blog posts. You know, you don't want it to be all just one uh, font size, straight down, long paragraphs. Uh, people scan and they want to see like, okay, these are the topics. So you know, always recommend on blog posts, breaking things up with headers and, you know, real clear what this is, may bolding things, bulleting things, stuff like that, adding some graphics. So uh, can, all those considerations are important for the email newsletter too, because we will all, we'll tend to scan it and look for what we're wanting to dive into more and what's important to us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just in terms of, you know, you want to make sure you capture people's eyes in a way where, they're visually stimulated and there's not too much copy, you know, it's not clumped together or, you know, you're kind of staring a paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. Um, but you also want to add value. So I want to talk about that a little bit here. Um, and just making sure that you add value for your audience. Yeah, there's a, a, some different ways email newsletters can be used for podcasts. I mean, one is going to be just sort of the idea of notifying people so that they know your episode is out episode. and doing that. Right. Yeah, no episode. Here you go. And that's, you know, that's a, a good use. But what a newsletter can be used for with a podcast is to really expand on the things that you're not going to maybe cover in your podcast and to delve into and provide articles and different. And again, because it's very personal, it might be, depending on your type of podcast, it might be, here's things I love. You know, we talk about this on my podcast every week, but also sort of an ancillary, you know, thing. Here's a list of books I'm reading or, you know, it, completely depends obviously what the podcast is but there's all these you know fun things that you can do to bring more that you might real say I'm not going to cover that you know in the podcast because the podcast has a very specific focus perhaps um, and bringing people resources and you know fun stuff and and again really thinking who is your audience who is that avatar that listener and what are the yeah. things that you know again don't have to be exactly it doesn't have to be oh my podcast covers XYZ true crime. And therefore, I'm going to give XYZ, you know, related case notes in the newsletter that might be a use. But you might also realize that the true crime listener likes, uh, you know, other true crime things like books and movies, and you might have recommendations sections and all that. So it builds that uh, relationship and that community uh, there. So it's it can it can bring a lot of things. One, I'll do a shout out to one uh, that I think does a great job yeah. uh, that I I'm a, f a huge personal fan of. So it's a it's a Podbean hosted podcast called Strong Sense of Place, and it's a book podcast. It's amazing because they read and recommend. It. It's a lot of work goes into it, uh, but it's obviously books about place and and there's more to it than that. But they do newsletter. They do one that's more of the digest notification kind of style. And then they do one that's more in-depth and they write a lot of blog posts related to, you know, of course, with books and, and places, you can go into so many topics and they really provide a lot of content. And even if you don't, aren't going to write that much content, there's content out there you could share right other people's stuff you know that you love so don't feel like you have to create you know eight blog articles or something but they do that quite extensively so then it becomes for me i love the podcast i become more of a fan because wow look at everything they're providing me and look at all they put into that and if i love say i listen to their paris episode and i'm really into it and i write down the books that i want to listen to but then i can go back to these posts that they've made on all this extensive you know other stuff and i can really delve into it and then they've really hooked me in and you know i want to 
join their Patreon and, and, you know, support them and do more things with them. So that's, that's what it can serve to do. Yeah. And really be in that community and invest in a way with your time and energy. Um, And I also think it's important to make a clear call to action, right? Whether it's, Hey, listen to this episode, right? (laughs) It's not just like, Oh, here's some information, you know, but to really kind of ask who, who's going to read the email, ask them what you want them to do, right? Listen to Mm -hmm. the episode, check out our merch, uh, read our guide for this city or read the books associated with the episode for this week. So there's a lot of options built in there. Yeah. As well. You should always definitely always have calls to action. And that, that brings up a good point when you said about the merch and I mentioned like Patreon or, or Podbean mm-hmm. patron. Uh, it's also, those are things you mentioned, you know, a lot of times in your episodes, if you have those kind of monetization or especially listener support, but an email newsletter is a perfect place. You want to have that stuff on your site, but you also want to have it in the email newsletter because of course, when we're listening and we're running around town, you know, listening to a podcast, we, Oh, oh yeah, I want to support them on Patreon. But then, you know, time, different things happen. And we get that email newsletter, we can quickly see and it's a click, you know, so it, it's just easy to have that call to action right there. It's much more likely to get that follow through, you know, about those things that you're trying to tell people. So you do the call to action in your podcast, and you put it in that newsletter, it makes it really simple for people to refer to. Yeah, absolutely. And also a lot of the time when you're listening to a podcast, you know, maybe you have some episodes queued up or the next episode starts, so you're not necessarily going into the show notes. You know, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily saying like, you're not going to look through the show notes for the link to the, to the merch, right. Or to support the podcast. But if it's in an email, you know, some people react differently to visual cues than to audio cues, right? So if somebody says, Hey, check out our patron or our Patreon, whatever it is, you know, if they hear it, it may just be something in passing, right? Because they're mm-hmm. passively listening. But if they see an email, they may, you know, be inspired to click on it and it may just approach them in a different way. So that's also just so important. Um, Yeah. I mean, in terms of, in terms of that call to action and email newsletters are also an opportunity to build community. So I want to talk about that next Mm -hmm. as well, because, you know, some podcasts out there, especially with Podbean have big followings and are super exciting, create these kind of fandoms around them. And and it's, and it's a real community. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it's that chance to extend what you're doing, you know, with the podcast and offer more. And again, sort of get into these maybe ancillary things that, that you know, people identify you with the podcast and it may be very specific, but in a community is probably a less one note, you know, it's more, you're getting to know each other on a, on a broader basis yeah. and you can do that with a newsletter. And again, you're connected in very directly because you're not relying on a, a third party, uh, you know, community kind of thing. Um, but you can also encourage people to join those, those different communities and that, and that kind of thing. So it's, it's a nice chance to really expand on what you're doing and, and again, make sure you're really tied in with folks. And I just, it, it's so important because I mean, you know, Podbean is super reliable as a hosting platform. You're not going to have a problem with your podcast, but we also don't control all that, all the apps where your podcast goes out. So sometimes there are different things that happen and stuff. And so you really want to have, you really want to have that ownership of your community to be able to communicate with them if they're, uh, if there is something or you decide, you know, you're going to take a break, you mentioned it in your podcast, but also that's a great time to send a newsletter to keep in touch, to keep people engaged. Uh, because I hear about a lot of podcasts that 
uh, I, I, one recently I spoke to, um, she sort of finished up with the podcast, but she's starting a new podcast and she realized she had a lot of followers of the podcast. So she's going to do another episode and kind of introduce this new podcast. It's something great to tap into, but didn't have an email newsletter and realized that although people are following the podcast, they hadn't been the new episode she put up. A lot of them weren't automatically downloading it or getting it because there had been a hiatus. And so an email newsletter would have been a perfect solution for that yeah. if she had built that out with her first following because she could have sent it out, it would have been right in their inbox. Oh, wow, this person who I, I loved what they were doing is doing something else cool. Uh, and it can they can easily forward it on to people. It's sometimes that's easier than, you know, kind of, to, you know, with all the links in it and everything. So it has a lot of cool opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to I want to talk next about how, you know, a podcast can not only grow your community, but how you can grow the newsletter and the list of individual people, you know, that opt in and give you their contact information. So, you know, and and, and we will kind of circle back on that new season announcement or new episode announcements, because I, I do want to talk about that as well. But in terms of growing your newsletter, what are some ways that podcasters can, you know, create a call to action, get people excited and get them to want to sign up for their email newsletter? Yeah. First of all, just like a lot of things, make sure it's out there everywhere that everyone yeah. can easily do it. You know, if you have your Podbean podcast website, put that there's always all the all the services, all the email newsletter services have a really simple code that you can make a, a little sign up box or whatever sign up form, I guess. And so do that, put that there, make sure it's easy for them to get, put the link in your show notes, uh, mention it in the podcast and tell them where to go, a simple, you know, where to go, which usually to make things simple, a lot of times would be your site because it's one thing you can send them, then they, then they can find it there instead of, you know, sending them out to other links. Um, you can have things like a link tree that has that in it along with your social media and everything. Just make sure it's really easy for people to subscribe and then mention it in the, in the podcast. And when you mention it, you have that call to action. Why? Why do they want to subscribe? Because people don't want to subscribe just no. to get another email. Because Nobody wants another junk have, email that they immediately we, delete and they forget to unsubscribe from and then just because, sits in their inbox. Yeah, you have to give your email. Not that I know anybody who's you, done that. Yeah. Yeah. When you, you have to get it, give the email when you buy something or whatever, and then you're like, oh man, I need to go in and clean these up and unsubscribe. You don't want to be that. You know, you want to be the email that they want to get and sign up for. And um, and there's a lot of fun things you could do also to encourage that, which we mm. can get into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are some of those fun things, Shannon? <laughs> things like contests, uh, you know, and also, I mean, uh, well, another thing I'll say, not necessarily in the in the fun category, but this is also where asking and having calls to action, sometimes podcasters, you know, they get fans and fans want to do things and maybe they're not monetizing right now. They're not asking people to, but what can you ask listeners to do? You know, share your podcast, Join the newsletter. And I think to be honest, I'm not saying don't ask people to rate and or review your podcast. We have an episode where we talk about why that may be a little less important than you might have yeah. heard. <laughs> uh, and this is an, this segues perfectly because the reality is I'd rather ask them to join my, my podcast email newsletter 
then to do that, especially if they if it becomes complicated for them to do the review, and you know they they don't use Apple, uh, I you know Apple Podcasts and things like that, but they're more than you know excited to get more content from you. It should be a benefit to them, but also mm-hmm. it's an ask you can make. Um, but then you can run contests, you can do fun things on social media. You can say you know we're going to give shout outs, we're going to draw you know one of the names of the, someone that signs up and sends you know one of our T shirts or something yeah. fun. Uh, we're going to have a special, you know, live episode or a special episode where we, you know, where we have a quick guest, uh, you know, voicemail or something like that. So you can incorporate all those things and you can, by putting those as, you know, kind of housed in the newsletter, like we're going to have these announcements, we're going to have this opportunity in the newsletter, you give people a reason to sign up as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just giving people that extra incentive, right? Like, hey, we're going to have a drawing and everybody who signed up for the newsletter this month is you know, registered or, Hey, we're going to pick five names of people who signed up for the email newsletter this month. And we're going to, you know, shout you out on the podcast as a podcaster that costs you nothing. Right. And so it's important to make sure that you're, you know, using what you have. Sometimes that can be merch or that can be, you know, budget or can be, you know, whatever it is, but it it can also be like, Hey, we're going to shout you out on the podcast. Hey, you know, we want you to be excited about this and, and just kind of, you know, meeting people on that human level is so important. Um, Additionally, newsletters can also be used for sneak peeks, right? So for all your dedicated audience and followers, it's something where, oh, oh, we, I want you to know this first, you know, and, and you can give clues to that within your podcast and, and on the episodes like, hey, you know, we might be releasing an episode to our everyone who subscribed to our newsletter a day or two early or a week early, check it out or make sure you join our newsletter for updates or things like that as well. Yeah, say we have a special announcement and we're only, you know, it's going to be out on our newsletter. So join, you know, that's a real way to entice people if they're really into into your podcast. And it's bonus content. You know, for me, I often sign up for them because they'll say, you know, yes, we're going to let you know when we have content out, we're going to do things like that. But also we're expanding upon what it is uh, we're talking about in the podcast or or fun things or whatever. So um, put that out there again. Yeah, give them fun reasons to want to be part of it. And not just be clutter in their inbox. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and also, I think it's great because some some podcasts, you know, really have seasons. You put effort into a podcast, you create, you know, something very specific, and it has a start date and it has an end date. And when that new season comes out, like you were saying with that with that other podcaster um, who had started even a new podcast, having those emails would have been invaluable to just let everybody know. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, so if you're starting a new podcast, you can definitely do that to your to your group of people that follow you. But then also there's the opportunity for, you know, new season announcements or even feed drops. You know, if there's other podcasts that you want to support, like, hey guys, thanks for listening to our podcast. I just wanted to tell you this is an episode I've been listening to. And to just kind of, you know, create more community in that way of saying, hey, these are my favorite things. Um, and maybe I didn't create them, but I love them just the same. And I hope you do too. And, you know, they're within the things that we all love as a community. So I think that that's really important. Um, and then also, you know, doing an end of season recap is also really cool. I think if you do have seasonal podcasts and they're not um, episodic, they're more serial. Um, it's definitely something where, um, you know, if, if that's the route you're going, you can have, you know, even a mid season recap and just kind of catch people up. Like if you haven't had a chance to catch up, you know, or, you know, if you don't want spoilers, stop reading here, you know, that kind of thing. So just to get people excited and really enticed about, 
you know, creating community and feeling like they're being spoken to individually. Um, and the email goes directly to them, right? So on our podcast app, we feel like things are directly for us a lot of the time. And I think that's subconscious. <laughs> but in terms of copy and text, there's not a lot that says, you know, like, hey, Shannon, or hey, Norma Jean, that's addressed to us. And a lot mm-hmm. of the time, email email can do that. And then also, if you're an interview show, there's a lot you can do with guests and email newsletters as well. So guest profiles of upcoming episodes, you know, having a bit of a bio and also, you know, it, it supports your guests, which we'll get into in a bit, but also, um, you know, if any guests have any updates, right? Like if everybody loved someone's story or wants to know more about them, you know, maybe in a couple of months or, or when it's the anniversary of that episode, you can re-release it or you can have an update for that person, or you could even ask the guests, you know, to write a little something for your email newsletter mm-hmm. subscribers. So it's definitely something where, you know, in terms of creating that community, if you're a, if you're an interview show or you're bringing in other people, you could also bring them into your email newsletter as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and I think it, you know it depends on the type of show, but for for some shows, you know, maybe if it's a a serial true crime thing, you know, people are listening every week yeah. and waiting for the next episode. But I listen to a lot of shows where I I can be sort of haphazard with it. I love them and I listen, and they're more interview style or or sort of digest style, and they're not they're not building necessarily upon each other. And I listen and listen and listen, but maybe I realize I miss an episode at some point, or I just forget they had it if they have a lot of episodes, and. And then that's something I'm interested in. Like if it's a, about books, for example, I don't, yeah. I forgot they covered this book or I listen, I read that book now or travel. I forget, you know, I listen to a podcast that has, I think 500 or something travel episodes. And yeah. recently the podcaster asked, uh, which could be have been in an email newsletter. It happened to be on socials, but asked, you know, where are you traveling coming up and where that we haven't covered? And I yeah. was thinking where I'm traveling. And I was like, of course he's covered them. And I found there were two episodes on one of the places I was traveling. So even though I didn't have the answer to his question, cause I didn't come up with anywhere I wasn't, that wasn't covered. I reminded me of two, yeah. two episodes, which I think, I know I listened to at least one, but it was such a long time ago and I didn't go to the place. So now I'm going to go back. So he's going to get some more downloads. And yeah. if you have evergreen type of content, it's so yeah. perfect because we shouldn't just forget, you know, it, it, that stuff, you know, two years ago, yeah, you still be getting a lot of value out of it. So remind people and, and share information. Absolutely. And if you do have a, you know, a back catalog, it really doesn't matter what size of back catalog, but if you have that kind of evergreen content and you know, a lot of podcasts do not all podcasts are news podcasts, <laughs> right? A lot of podcasts like travel or books or anything like that, you know, you can even create, you know, Hey everybody, like maybe the holidays are coming. So we wanted to put together like top holiday destinations and from our travel mm-hmm. podcast or top holiday books we've reviewed or books we think you'd like this holiday season, something like that. I'm just using the holiday as a, as a specific example, but you could say like, you know, summer, summer travel places that we've, you know, gone over on the podcast and stuff like that. So you can start to group your content and present it to your ultimate fans in a different and really curated way, which is super cool. Yeah, definitely. I, I love that. That's that's kind of the thing with email newsletters that allows you to do is kind of, you know, reconfigure things, yeah. provide things in, in different ways for people to check out and uh, expand upon it. And yeah, there's so much, so much creative stuff. There's you can do. so much to do. And I kind of want to circle back and, and talk a little bit about how newsletters can benefit sponsors and guests. So we talked about this a little bit because you're, you know, like, let's say you have a popular guest or you can even ask in your email newsletter, like, hey, who's somebody 
if you have an interview show, hey, who's somebody who you want to see back on the podcast, whose interview you really liked or whose episode you really liked. So that's an opportunity. And then if you have a podcast where maybe, you know, you're a coach or, you know, you're working with a specific community, your guests can have more exposure through that email newsletter. So not only are they getting featured on the show on your podcast, but they're getting featured on your email newsletter as well. Yeah, it's perfect for doing different things with guests, you know, sharing some of their content again, because it's something it goes into someone's inbox, they may listen, and they may be very intrigued, but then you know, they're doing other things. So then the email comes to them. Oh, yeah, I loved that episode. Oh, here's an easy way for me to click on this person's link, search yeah. some of their stuff, you know, go through it more in depth. So it's it's perfect for that. Um, and obviously, that same thing carries over very much for sponsors, making it really easy for someone to you know, oh, oh, I, I hear this all the time in one group I'm in. It's a, a true crime podcast and people are super fans of this, yeah. this particular group <laughs> and they love it and they are on the social media and all of this. But this podcast has sponsors and a lot of people say, oh, now who, which, who was that sponsor again? And did they have, you know, this, oh, I'm going to go buy this thing. And I was trying to remember, you know, is that still a sponsor? What's the coupon code or something? And if that's all just there in the email newsletter, it's really yeah. easy because they want to support these things and they, they have, we have good recall from podcasts about sponsors. So as this evidence is they're they're remembering, Oh, they had that product, but now I need to find the coupon code. And so there it is. If it's in an email newsletter, it's so simple and a way to highlight them. And, you know, you can't, you don't want your whole podcast to be taken up with, you know, extensive minutes of ads. So you yeah. have these quick ads and then maybe you have more information in the newsletter about what it's about and they can read. And that's a way to do it and kind of balance out the commercial side and the practical side for the listeners. Absolutely. And it's more of a feature. You know, what What we've seen a lot of podcasters do here upon Podbean is also, uh, for everybody out there listening, if you're an independent podcaster and you're securing your own advertising, you know, it's not just about the reach of your podcast. It's about the reach mm -hmm. of your overall impact, right? So if you're talking to an advertiser about, hey, you know, I'd love to create an ad for you and do a host or an ad and, you know, promote your product on my show, you can also say, hey, also I have, you know, X number of, of people subscribed to my email list and I really want them mm -hmm. to know about your product as well. So you can build that impact into your offering for sponsors as well. So as part of a larger ad offering. Yeah, definitely. And we know as marketing people that people have yes. to hear messages many times to, to act yes. on it. Now podcasts yes. have an advantage in that people tend to act on them in a, in a greater manner. Uh, but then that reinforcement is really important. So if I'm coming to you as a podcaster saying I want to be a sponsor, I, I would love to hear, okay, here's the download numbers that I'll be getting, but also we will put you in the newsletter. We will have you, you know, on our site and these are the different, you know, ways we'll reinforce that message. Uh, so that again, it, and it helps to balance out quality of content so that you're not talking about that sponsor for, you know, an entire episode, but that you have all the information people need and that they see it, you know, multiple places. So that's yeah, it's, absolutely it's kind of a, kind of a, to me, it's, it's fairly essential or yeah. one of the important things if you're going to start building sponsorships and other yeah. relations relationships. And if you do those guests, a lot of times people do, you know, guest on other podcasts and vice versa. So maybe they trade guesting, uh, you know, where it's appropriate. And so that's also something it's really nice to be able to tell that person that you have, because then hopefully that's something they can reciprocate so that your information is shared more readily with their audience as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something where, you know, when you're looking at, 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 at creating those connections, 
that cultivate not just your audience, but your podcasting community. It's so important, you know, to, to factor in all those little things and, and email newsletters are such a big aspect of it. And then also, you know, in terms of supporting your sponsors, right? Because they're paying for you to do this thing that you love, right? <laughs> Podcast. And so it's something where don't be shy about it. You know, don't say, oh, well, I need to, you know, draw this line and my advertiser needs to be absolutely separate from my from my podcast. And, you know, there's a lot you can do. And and that line is more blurred with podcasting. We have host read ads. They're pretty much testimonials for a lot of products. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're telling your your audience, like, hey, subscribe to my email newsletter, you know, we've got all this amazing content, there's highlighted episodes, there's sneak peeks, there's giveaways, there's merch drops, there's all this fun, great stuff. It's also an opportunity for you to say, hey, and you know, there's a special coupon code in the in the email email newsletter, or you can directly click the link from the email newsletter. So that also makes things a little bit easier as well for your sponsors. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about integrations for um, email newsletters, because this is where we're going to get a little bit technical. So in terms of using a product, there's a few platforms out there that allow you to manage your email newsletter lists and create specific campaigns. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? And then we'll talk about how that kind of integrates with podcasting. Yeah, there's many different email newsletter platforms, so many different ones, just depending on your needs. And so if you're in a specific space, you may, number one, you may already have something you're using. And so you may create a new list, but within that, within that platform, if you're already familiar with it, or in your industry, there may be something that's particularly popular, but there's MailChimp, there's Aweber, there's a lot related to membership type type of communities uh, and that kind of thing. So there's all, all kinds of stuff. And they're all you know, fairly easy to use. You just have to look at, they, they vary widely in costs yeah. and what they offer, what you can do with them and that kind of thing. But I'm not that technical and I've used a lot of the different platforms and not had a problem figuring them out. So that's something, you know, you can always bring in some help to do that if you, if you want, if you have somebody, a friend or a family member that wants to help support your podcast and that's what they're good at or hiring someone to do that, that kind of thing for you if that's appropriate. Uh, but it's, it shouldn't, shouldn't have to be very difficult to create. Yeah, absolutely. And then there are integrations between, you know, some of these email newsletter platforms that Mm -hmm. help you integrate your podcast. So obviously you can embed your podcast episodes within email newsletters. So let's talk about that first. Yeah. So the take a look at your email newsletter platform and see a lot of times you can embed coding in there for different things, including, you know, a podcast player. Uh, there's also some integrations where they'll pull in RSS feeds. So you can attach that. You can actually have a newsletter that's attached to your RSS feed. So it's sending out um, new stuff. And then on the hosting side, you may have certain integrations uh, built in. So for example, at Podbean, I know we currently have one with MailChimp. And so you could do those other ways of doing it. Uh, you know, you could do embedding, you could make an extensive newsletter about different things, you could tie in the RSS feed. And or there's this option through Podbean where you tie in with our plugins that we have, you tie in the MailChimp newsletter you have, and then that enables you to basically create a kind of a standard newsletter that when a new episode goes up, it pushes that out. So it's that newsletter or that new episode notification. So a lot of times there's those options. And then on the flip side, integrating back the other way uh, for Podbean, since we provide a podcast website... You can take for MailChimp, for example, they have a really easy, uh, you know, coding to make a form and you can put that in to your site 
as a form where people can sign up. And pretty much any newsletter slash website combo that you use, it should be fairly seamless to do that. It should be, uh, you know, should be pretty easy to embed that form. So that's, that's something that you want to have. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's not hard. You just have to set it up once. <laughs> this is yeah. what we tell people, right? You just have to set it up once. And the great thing about um, those integrations, and if you haven't had a chance to check out the Podbean plugins marketplace, it's so cool. There's, ev- you know, everything that you're doing, like, you know, I want to say that everything you're doing separately, you can usually find a plugin for it. So it's very cool because it enables a lot of these tech integrations to just you know, be able to integrate so seamlessly with our platform here at Podbean. So we do always, you know, want to make sure that you're supporting, go out of your way to make sure that we partner with some of the top industry products and platforms to be able to to provide you with those things. So that's really cool. And then the social share also kind of, it works, sorry, the, the, the automatic, uh, plugin almost works like a social share. So it's something where, you know, when you put a new episode out, it's automatic, which is really, really cool. Um, so that if you don't have the bandwidth, because we talk about this a lot at Podbean, personal bandwidth, <laughs> if you don't have the personal bandwidth to create, you know, an email newsletter for every single episode that's coming out, along with everything else that you're doing for the episode, right? In terms of graphics and maybe editing the episode and sound design and show notes and social media and booking, you know, your guest, if you have a guest or you know, whatever it is, if, if that's just too much on your plate, it's a very easy way to set the system up and to just have it run kind of on autopilot. So the people who, um, you know, want to follow your podcast and want to, you know, receive emails from you can. And then you can also send the occasional like spruced up, you know, time, effort in seasonal um, episode or email based on you know, hey, I just wanted to check in with you. How, you know, how are you? What episodes have you loved? And here's what we have coming up. And, you know, here's our merch and all that good stuff. So it's definitely an opportunity to automate these things when you can, because we, we want to make it as easy as possible for you. <laughs> Yeah. And there, and depending on your audience, you know, every every one is different. We look at the analytics in the back end of Podbean and some people have, you know, everybody listens on Apple Podcasts. Uh, they have a huge Podbean podcast app following. You know, it really varies. But I I know of several podcasts that mainly their listeners click in their emails that yes. they send out. So depending on your audience, like maybe age group or, or t- style, what they're, you know, what they're spending their time on, uh, it, it, for some podcasts, it may be even more valuable because that may be the primary way that people will listen. And so that just sends that automated email out. And then some people are going to just listen right there. Yeah. So don't, don't feel like you have to miss out um, because it is a super powerful tool <laughs> and we want you to we want you to be prepared. Um, and really, it's something where, you, you know, you want to find as many points of contact that are sustainable for your podcast. So email newsletters are such a big aspect of that. And I just kind of want to recap everything we've talked about here today, Shannon, because, you know, we've talked about why to have a newsletter and the and the benefits and really reaching that community on a personal level of people who actively listen to your podcast or even passively listen to your podcast or maybe listen to one episode and then sign up for your email newsletter. Um, but to keep in contact with those people and then, you know, making a great email newsletter, making sure that you have a format that you like, we didn't necessarily talk about uploading those graphics, but it is important, you know, make sure that your episode graphics are also in that email newsletter layout as well, making sure you have a good subject line and, you know, some tools for that, embedding your episodes, 
in your email newsletter. Yes, embed them in there. Um, and and just how to grow your email newsletter, right? Making sure that you are constantly offering value, right? Whether it's curated grouped content, whether it's giveaways, whether it's competitions, whether it's sneak peeks, whether it's updates on guests, and also, you know, giving your giving your sponsors their due and offering them support through your email newsletter as well, along with some of those integrations that we have here at Podbean with our plugin marketplace. Um, well, Shannon Martin, it has been such a pleasure to speak with you. Any last words on email newsletters? <laughs> They're not dead. No. <laughs> They're definitely email is email is still very important for the reasons we've discussed. So I sometimes think, you know, we do talk about personal bandwidth and you can't do it all. But sometimes this may be an element you really want to do. And maybe there's some other things that you want to cut out uh, because the because of the importance of making that connection and keeping that that uh, you know contact with people in a way that sometimes, you know, on social media and stuff is not you know, owned by you. So I think it's something to consider. And you can start easy, start small, start with the integration, uh, determine as you grow what the value is. And like everything else, ask your audience for feedback, and what they would like, and then you can improve it from there. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think as podcasters, I just want to say one last thing. I think as podcasters, you got to experiment. You know, every audience is different. Some some audiences are going to love social media, but not open an email as frequently. And other audiences, you know, they're going to wait for that email and they're going to get so excited. And and I think it's important, you know, to to give yourself grace to pivot, see what works, you know, and 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 use that. Not set yourself up for failure, but do what you can in a sustainable way, which we talk about here all the time at Podbean. So. <laughs> Oh, Shannon Martin, it has been such a pleasure to have you here. I'm going to read our brief outro and then we will wrap up for the day. So thank you everyone for joining us at Podcasting Smarter for our November live event, Podcast Email Marketing, How to Promote Your Podcast Through Newsletters with our Director of Communications, Shannon Martin, as we discussed here today, how to build an email newsletter strategy for your podcast, why it's important and best practices. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Podcasting Smarter has live stream sessions like this one with top podcasters and experts. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast. Uh, and if you join late or if you want to have another listen to this conversation, you can replay this live stream on YouTube. You can replay it on the Podcasting Smarter podcast, LinkedIn. And Podcasting Smarter is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 600,000 podcasts. To start your podcast, head over to podbean.com today. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned for next month's live panel in December, where we go over everything you need to know to get your podcast started for the new year. Happy podcasting, everyone. And thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for joining us for this replay of our live event episode. If you have any questions about podcasting and want to get in touch with the Podbean team, reach out to us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Happy podcasting.